to the Off the Lip Radio Show, Neil Show number 644, possibly. Um, honestly, folks, after we crossed 600, we just gave up. So it's, we've been uh, doing a lot of shows. You can find them, by the way, on uh, YouTube, um, every platform for uh, podcasts.com. Yeah, and we are, I think, we talked about doing a list of shows with links. We're going to try that out, so stay tuned. <laughs> Um, but and also for you guys, yeah, you weren't sober that night. Uh, everybody on um, uh, Facebook Live right now for Santa Cruz Waves, welcome back to the show because it's a rebuttal show for Measure D here in Santa Cruz. That's uh, it's a big deal. I know if you don't live here, you know nothing about it. But we have a rail corridor here that a freight train used to go up and down that um, is abandoned, in my opinion. And we're gonna figure out what is going to be done through a vote. Tonight, um, Mark uh, Masili Miller, he was, uh, he was, he was here two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he is leading the No on D campaign, and you can watch that show. Look anywhere on the internet, you'll find it. You can hear the No side. Tonight, Bud Colligan is here, who is representing, I would say, the Yes side. It's kind of an MMA fight, just so you know. Um, so he's been training, and uh, you know, and I know you. He did his weigh-in last night. Looked pretty good, kind of cut. Um, With the referees. But welcome to the show, first and foremost. Thank you. Um, thank you for tuning in, folks. Neil, uh, I, I I know we both have questions about this show. First and foremost, um, for the viewers Hang who on, know nothing, I'm going to discuss something very important. Yeah. we've always remained Switzerland. We've always for sure, total Switzerland. Yeah. But are we going to remain that way tonight? Yes. We are. Well, uh, Switzerland with a, uh, a, a curve? Uh, 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 Austria border, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but can you just let people know who are tuning in, who are not maybe living in the county or have any – I, I feel like if you don't live here and you don't know about it, you don't live here. Can you tell them basically what this initiative is? So uh, thank you, for first of all, for being here. <laughs> well, it's, and, and it's, it's exciting. I really enjoy the wine, and uh, it's cool. It's a Pinot, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but hold <laughs> it. Um, just so you, Neil, I know, but I, I have to interrupt real quick, because you are, the, I, I feel like kind of El Jefe with the yes uh, 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 contingent. And um, Neil, when we first wanted to get a contingent, but we had to, we had to go up a level to get you here. So thank you. <laughs> For <laughs> being, yeah. What happened was, what happened yeah. His friend Will, his friend Will Mark contacted me before the end of that last show with Mark Mercedes Miller. Right. There was only as soon as I turned the thing off, there was an email. Neil, we deserve we deserve equal time. Got it. Right. Right. And then he's and then I talked to Bud. I think I called you. Or you, you emailed you. He yeah. said we're gonna send our spokesman. I go uh uh. Yeah. No nope. spokesman's not gonna happen. Not gonna no. happen. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. don't we don't want to talk to spokesman. No, people. or nothing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Right. Right. Okay. He goes yeah. I've heard about your show. It's fun. I'll come on the show. It's okay. Okay. Before you describe Measure D, how long have you been behind it? Just so the viewers can get an idea of the, your passion of, and. Sure. Uh, I've been working on this issue for eight years and uh, just started with a walk on the corridor and I saw that the current plan was really ridiculous and we needed a, a different plan and I've been advocating for it ever since and that is for a wide multi-use trail that would be safe and healthy for all Santa Cruzans to use and uh, that's still the vision and we hope that uh, yes on Measure D will prevail. Jump in. The main thing about measure D, measure the, the, the railways to get people out of their cars and to commute into Santa Cruz, correct? The uh, the rail? Yes. You mean? Yeah. Well, 
yes, I mean, that is ostensibly the, the, the a, idea that somehow a passenger train would get people, but the studies all show that very few people would ride it because it doesn't go near our major employers. And um, for, for people commuting from Watsonville, if you know where the Watsonville train station is, it's not near any residential areas either. So, you know, you arrive at Dominican Hospital, you're two miles, I mean, you arrive at, at 17th Avenue, you're two miles away, you arrive at, at uh, Natural Bridges, you're 3.3 miles away from UCSC. So the only employer it goes near is the boardwalk. And uh, that's not, you know, a huge employer here in Santa Cruz County. Right. Is Highway 1, okay, Every anyone who commutes on Highway 1 knows in the mornings, traffic's terrible. I sit in the in afternoon, it's terrible going the other way. I, I, I have to make sure I leave my house. Like, I, I go to Yogi here at 8.30. I got to leave my house at 7 o'clock because I want to beat traffic. And I can sit here at the other end and play on my phone for a while. If I don't beat, if, if, I'm, if I get on Freedom Boulevard at 8 o'clock, yes. Freedom Boulevard right there on Highway 1, it is a parking lot. Sure. You know, okay, and so, and sorry to interrupt. Highway 1, big part of this whole campaign. We're going to take cars off Highway 1. They're going to be stacked in this train, holding on to the rail, zipping down the corridor. Um, has there been a study done that would tell you how many cars would be taken off Highway 1 and put on the train? Yes. Um, that was called the Rail Transit Feasibility Study in 2015. And that's one of the reasons we started getting energized about this issue was because that study showed that approximately 2,500 round trips would occur per day on the rail line. So then we said, well, how many cars are on Highway 1 every day? Each way, over 100,000. So like, oh, so this train that we would spend $1.3 billion for is going to take 2% of the people off of Highway 1, and that's if ridership projections are met. We know from VTA over in San Jose, yep. the smart train up in Sonoma Marin, that those are running at like 20% uh, of what they originally said were going to be the projections. So then we're like, okay, so if it's not 2,500, what if it's only 500? Or what if it's 750? Boy, this is a big investment for a very small return. Everyone's uh, worried and uh, cares about the traffic on Highway 1. But our vision is that for all those three and five mile trips that people take in their cars around our city streets, that hopefully those would move to electric bikes, to regular bikes, to e-scooters, to skateboards, to other forms of e-mobility, which can occur sooner and faster on something like Greenway on the rail corridor. Has, was there a study versus, like, I know it's always, I hear um, Watsonville, right? We're going we're gonna to commute from Watsonville to Santa Cruz. It seems to me like it's a big um, part of it, but I, I, I wonder, has there been a study of like what will happen from like uh, Capitola Village to Midtown? Or like what the short commute, taking kids to school or grocery store? Is yes, that's what I find very frustrating about this whole debate, is that there are studies like that. But at the Regional Transportation Commission, often no one looks at the data, right? So oh, of that 20 the RTC? Yeah, the RTC. They don't talk about that? They do, but there's like amnesia after a couple years. People don't realize, oh, well, we did a study on that. We looked at that carefully, right? And in the case of what you just asked, there uh, were only, th of the 2,500, 300 of them were from Watsonville. Hmm. And so people say, oh, yeah, we need more a train for Watsonville commuters. Well, if only 300 a day are going to be using it, I can tell you there's 
a lot better ways of dealing with that kind of traffic than the, right. than, than right. paying over a billion dollars for a train. I often cite the example, Carlos Palacios, who is our county administrator. In one fell swoop, he moved 600 jobs, people that were commuting from Watsonville down to the new county building. I don't know if you know, but the West Marine building yeah. that's mm -hmm. in the Westridge Park down there, mm -hmm. that is going to be the new county building down in Watsonville. And he said, everybody that's commuting north, 600 jobs are going to be in that wow. building. I say, wow, that's great. The train was going to move 300 people, and in one fell swoop, you move 600 people uh, down that are going to stay in Watsonville and be able to do their jobs there and be closer to their families and not being on traffic on 101. And what? He actually saved the county money by doing that. Yeah. Wow. That seems like the right kind of hmm. investment that we right. should be making. Right. Absolutely. That's an interesting story about that. Well, the one of the things I kind of like kept that one from us. Well, no, they don't really like. Um, I haven't seen some solid reporting on that, you yeah. know. And so it's interesting to see like there's other ways that you can take ro uh, oh, people off we, the road. Here we go. Yeah, right. people yeah. off the road. Yeah. yeah. This is my yeah. uh, my nephew. I'm going to give him a little credit. Nice to know. Land life. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nephew's name. Uh, Sean Colligan. All right, Sean Colligan. Well done, <laughs> Sean. That's yeah. his design. He did uh, that? It's, it's, there's a whole bunch of guys involved. Very uh, cool. Andrew, Sean, uh, Tay Lyon, a bunch of guys. Oh, Tay Lyon's amazing. Yeah, you know yeah Tay. we love Tay. Yeah. Yeah, Tay's, Tay's been cool. on the show. Tay's amazing. Tay's um, cool. Real quick, I just want to say, because I, I, I sort of follow both sides of it. And, uh, uh, you know, we had Mark here two weeks ago, and he explained the, the, the no side. A big thing I always hear about is um, Roaring Camp. Yep. And uh, possibly and if rail, if rail banking. Well, rail banking. We'll get to rail banking. But um, I always feel like I everyone has a soft spot for Roaring Camp. Sure. You know, they wrote it when they were a kid. And it's so amazing. And you're going to take Roaring Camp and put them out of business. And can you explain? Because I think that's really uh, important. Can you explain, in, in your view, as a rebuttal, what is up with Roaring Camp and this initiative? Sure. When we developed the initiative almost a year ago now, section 3.3 of the initiative says protect and preserve Roaring Camp. We went out of our way, and I went up and met with the CEO of Roaring Camp, Melanie Clark, and I said, look, we're not in this to hurt you at all. We want you to thrive, et cetera. We actually put it in the language of the ballot initiative, protect and preserve Roaring Camp. Um, unfortunately, the train extremists got to Roaring Camp and said, gee, uh, you need to be on our side. Roaring Camp has two uh, locomotives down in Watsonville right now, right? In Watsonville? In Watsonville. They can't get them up. Why can't they get them up? They up to Roaring Camp? Up to Roaring Camp. They can't get them up because, first, the tracks were washed out in 2017 in the winter storm you know, in got to cross yeah. the trestle at Capitola. Okay. And then, yeah. when it was finally repaired in 2021, the Capitola trestle was declared unsafe and out of service. And there's also a trestle in Seascape that's declared unsafe and out of service. Okay. How long is it going to take to repair the Capitola trestle? Good question. Yeah. Do, you have a, do you have an answer? Well, it's got to be replaced. Right. And the RTC estimates that it's going to be $30 million to replace it. You've got California Coastal Commission, you've got Fish and Game Wildlife, you've got the city of Capitola, you've got the RTC, you've got, you got the county. You've got a nightmare. Uh, you've got a nightmare. Sanctuary. <laughs> and it's a historic uh, structure. You've got all that stuff. It's not going to be done for 20, 25, 30 years. Is that going to be like a Roman aqueduct? I, I, is, that, I mean, is that what, we got Ma, to, is Ma, that what we're going to see? I think Manu on our show, said he said it was going to cost $6 million to fix that 
Six for, trestle. For people? Six for, million for dollars for people, for bikes and pedestrians. Not for trains. No, $30 million low estimate to replace it. And I just mentioned how difficult it is going right. to be replaced. Right. So mm -hmm. I said to Melanie Clark, gee, you haven't be been able to get those locomotives up for five years. You know, Terry, you run a business here. Mm -hmm. You know, you plan for a year or two, three. Right. Maybe you have a mm -hmm. three-year plan. I don't know. Yeah, you have, well, you no, have a six-month plan. Actually, no, we're like three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wing it, folks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying, okay, Melanie, you're, you're going to be in this business for a long time, but if you can't get those locomotives up for 25 or 30 years, you're in the antique train business. You've got to wow. figure out how to replace those, those the, well, the, the parts, et cetera, of trains that you have up at Roaring Camp. You talked about the buses being antiquated here. Yeah. Right? You talked about earlier, we, we met, we about the, the buses being antiquated here. That They have a 12-year life, cyc life cycle, and we have buses here that, that have it now running, years. still running, uh, they've been in use for 20 years. Right. I mean, I drove by Roaring Camp today. I came back, came down from Boulder Creek to um, down to Santa Cruz. And every time I drive by that, I drive by that once a week. And that's that's that those trains. Everything there is antiquated. There is well nothing that, that's there. That's their business. They run an amusement yeah. park. But there's nothing and there that's and shiny. There's nothing no. there. It's no, old. it's a Civil no. War reenactment. But I want to make a point to you because you asked me about Roaring Camp, which is we are 100% for Roaring Camp. Even though they're against us, we're 100% for them. We want to preserve the beach train. There has never been a threat to the beach train. Measure D only applies from the San Lorenzo River south. That's in the language. We're not trying to affect anything north so of the San involved? Lorenzo Bridge. Why is that? Why? They got involved because they came up with this PR thing around save the beach train. Uh, the RTC, so Bruce, Bruce McPherson, the supervisor from right. there, said there's never been any threat to the beach train. There's no threat to the beach train. So they want the tracks to remain open so they can get locomotives up from Watsonville to Felton. And our point is the RTC said that it's 50 to $65 million to repair those tracks and another $30 million to repair the Capitola Trestle. So I would ask your listeners, are they willing to pay close to $100 million to subsidize a private business in, in Felton, right? That's really the question that the listeners should ask. We're not threatening the, the beach train right. or Roaring Camp, but should they pay $100 million to a private business so that we can continue a freight business that does not exist any longer? There has not mm. been freight on the line since the Semex right. plant closed in 2010. Right. Does Roaring Camp own their property? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Like they own all that? Yes, I, I think uh, that. The what's that worth now? The Scarborough Lumber next door. Is that like a hundred million dollar piece of property? I have something? no idea. It's got to be really. I, I mean, they have some amazing assets. Yes. Yeah, we're. I, it's amazing that the, there's a subsidy for somebody who's doing like fantastic. Well, uh, I'm not saying there's a subsidy now, but there would be a subsidy right. if we repair the tracks and repair the Capitola Trestle. Um, in regards to um, Roaring Camp, uh, so if it's only from the San Lorenzo River south, there's a beautiful potential for a tourist train north of Davenport, right Isn't there? Yes, and the Regional Transportation Commission has entered into negotiations with Roaring Camp and said, listen, what kind of financial consideration can we give you? What kind of contract can we give you to make you feel good? Maybe there's an opportunity for more business to go like a, a, a wine train, train right? or a wine train. The skunk train, right? A skunk right? train up to Davenport. There's lots mm. of possibilities, <coughs> right? Um, and there's no trestles up there. There's no trestles. Huh. 
Okay, so possibility maybe the yeah. the beach train goes up to Davenport of for a, a brunch. Mother, like brunch. We're thing. all for that. Uh, wow. Okay. What, what do you expect the ridership to be? If there's a, tra- if there's a train does happen to come into play, the ridership will be how much? Do you think? You know, <laughs> I told you it if was. You, you, the the studies say. But yes, the studies say. I think it's important to to for the listeners to understand. There is no train plan, right? There is no train plan. Okay, I heard uh, two weeks but ago. My, Mark I, was on my, the show. My, my Sixteen years till we had a train. Maybe. Uh, but uh, how are we gonna? How we, What's the cost to operate this? Office up and running and built, and here we go. Twenty-six million dollars a year per year. Who's yeah. paying for that? Taxpayers. Probably who most likely who the RTC who says who it would be a one-half cent sales out tax. Of those, out of those taxpayers, how many of those taxpayers are going to be using the train? Almost none. You know, it's interesting you know, when you say a uh, tax increase because well, as, as a 2500 a day and there's 275,000 uh, uh, people, population right. of Santa Cruz County, so right. less than 1%. It's so 99% should pay for the 1%. Well, a tax increase is an increase in cost of goods, which is an increase. Not only are you paying the tax if you're a local, now you're going to pay for the increase in the cost of goods. Right. It's a double lose on that. Um, I got a question for you. Because uh, you are uh, well known as a successful human being, you. Um, why the hell did you decide <laughs> to do this? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, right. It's, it's like Luke. It's uh, like it's like Luke Rockhold, right? He's sit, he's sitting there on the you know. The d- you've sparring. been. You're gonna get in the ring. He wants to get in the ring. I saw right? that. Yeah. He, want, he wants to get in the mm-hmm. ring. Have a little, you know, throw some jabs. Throw, but he wants to hit somebody. Is that no. it? <laughs> no. Right? But um, why? Wh- I'm curious. We have, my family and I, we have deep roots in Santa Cruz County. My brother runs Colligan Electric. He lives in SoCal. I have another brother who lives over off 26. Um, my parents lived here for a while. My sister went to UCSC uh, back in 1971. That's how we all started coming here because we all grew up in Southern California. Um, we do a lot of projects around Santa Cruz County, but there's very few that have this kind of impact. When you think about a corridor that all of us drive by every day. Well, you li- he, li- he lives on it. Yeah, you live I on I do, it. yeah. And you see rusted tracks, you see weeds, you see uh, debris strewn all over the place. Uh, and you drive by that for 10, 15 years, 20 years, you start going, gosh, what's wrong? Why can't we come together as a community and start using this incredibly valuable asset? The Monterey Coastal Trail gets over 2 million people using it every year. They did the same thing, but they did it in 1980 before rail banking existed. Rail banking was started in 1983. By the way, just so you know, my wife and I, we actually put the cruisers. I live on the train tracks. My fence falls and lands on them. We actually put our cruiser bikes in my van, and we drive. And you go, yeah, and we ride on their trail. (laughs) Everyone in Santa Cruz does. They go to Monterey. It's also the same thing in Los Gatos. Los Gatos runs through the one that runs through Los Gatos, Pasona, through Campbell. I'm guilty of it. I swear. And my dream, but I told you this earlier. I have a dream of a garage door on my fence that I could like roll up, and I would just roll out with my. I I currently pedal, but I have this vision of a electric bike <laughs> that I can just go I, just a, maybe a half mile to New Leaf yeah. and get a quarter get your milk groceries. or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. And not take my car on the road. Right. That's over, my dream. Over 2 million people a year use the Monterey Coastal Trail 
and 70% of the uses are local, right? It's not just tourism, right? 70% of the uses are local. Probably some of us would be in the tourism category right. and it's that 30% uh, no, for going down there. But um, this trail, our study from 2016 said that about 2 million people were going to use, but that was before the pandemic and that was before the explosion of bikes and e-bikes. Right. You've seen <laughs> it in all the stores around here. I think, you know, upwards of 3 million people could potentially be using this every year. That's impact and that's why I'm involved. Hmm. Okay. I, 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 well, I, uh, listen, people, Neil. If you don't, a winner tries. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, let's go back. We asked Mark if uh, if he loses the election. He, he, he said, would he, would he lose gracefully? And he said he would. Would he lose gracefully? Absolutely. I mean, uh, look, <laughs> after eight years, what we said and what Manu Koenig said when he ran for first district supervisor in 2020 yeah. is that he wanted to have a vote of the people, right? This is never, there will be a lot of people that claim that some vote has taken place. They claim that back in 1992, Proposition 116, that was a vote. All right, that was eight plus 20, that was 30 years ago. Then they say, well, we voted for Measure D in 2016, the transportation tax, and the trail was 17% of it, and the highway was a certain amount. Just so you know, they roped in the highway in that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. No, and yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I voted for it because of the, the fact they roped the highway in right. it. Right. I didn't care. I live on the tracks. That wasn't why I voted. Of course, but it was a package of stuff so that people could all, someone could find something that they liked in Measure D in 2016. Right? So everyone, of course, interpreted the vote differently. You said, oh, God, I voted for it because of the highway. Uh, I said, well, there's only 8% of the money that was going to go to maintaining, uh, studying more trains. Okay, for 92%, I could swallow hard and vote for it as well. Other people say they voted for the trail. Other people said they voted for Metro and Paracruz. Nonetheless, it got two-thirds of the vote. This is the first time that we've actually had a vote on the rail corridor. And I wish it was more about the policy issues of that Rather and not so much about the, the vitriol and the name-calling and everything else that's occurred in this campaign. politics. Yeah. Uh, right. Does that make you sad? Totally. I, mean, it's, uh, I feel like there's a I, – I, uh, in social media, I commented on a few things, and immediately I was – Roasted. I mean, struck with lightning. Yeah. It was like 2016 vibes. Right. Um, does that – do you would you do this again in hindsight? I want a vote of the people on this issue, and that's what we've we've gone for a long but time. I, I don't understand. You see, if, they, if they if Measure D goes through and they if they win, if that side if that mm -hmm. side wins, what the hell? You, what's next? A bunch of weeds on the tracks for the, the sixteen years. I mean, I don't if, know. If yes wins, yeah. yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, if yes wins. Remember, um, when we first started this, we lost votes at the Regional Transportation Commission 1 to 11, right? One meaning our side, right? By 2018, when they had the progressive rail, we had a new rail operator. Oh, the new rail operator was going to do fantastic things. He was going to bring freight and passenger rail and all this stuff. Signed a new 10-year contract with progressive rail. What happened? They resigned in two years. Horrible contract. Never should have been done. That vote was four to eight. Hmm. So we'd made progress. Then uh, we ran Measure L in Capitola, 2018. After that vote, we won 
Measure L, which said the Capitol residents wanted to keep bikes and pedestrians on the rail corridor. They didn't want them coming down steep East Cliff, going through horribly traffic impacted Capitola Village and right. coming up steep Monterey Avenue, right? right? Okay, that may, meant that the Capitola representatives wanted to vote with us. Then, first district supervisor, right? And Manu Koenig had been the former executive director of Greenway. So he runs, he wins. Not only does he win, he wins in a landslide, 57 to 43%. So then one of the things he said was, I'd like to see a vote of the people. And that's where we are today. Can I bring up, so, uh, can we go a different direction here? Yeah. Someone By the way, I'm uh, sure there's comments. <laughs> I don't know, idea. We, I'm, afraid, yeah. I'm so, afraid to look at the yeah, phone. So <laughs> we'll look at the comments in a well, while. There's going to be some comments. Commented, thank you for you know commenting. Chiming in. Yeah, because uh, I it's feel like life is about agreeing to disagree. Right. You know, and so sure. and please comment. You're going to want to comment about this. I'm ready. MME. Mark Massetti what? Engineering, right? Mm -hmm. we, that was a that City was Miller Engineering. Yes, right. that, that, that somehow or other, somehow or other they they had a part in in that side of, the, of Measure D. Well, um, look, Mark Massetti Miller is a nice guy, and um, I think that a lot of people in this campaign have said, "I don't understand this." They always say, "Follow the money," and. The only organization that has a monetary interest, uh, well, you can look at the contractors that could potentially build all these retaining walls and new bridges and stuff, like people like Granite Rock, for example, that contract out. I've talked to them. Say, no, bud, 95% of our business is paving. Right. You know, We're not, they're paving. Not, that's not the cup of tea. Th this, isn't, uh, the, this isn't where we make our money. Right. Okay. Well, there's consultants, right? And they do a lot of studies for the RTC. That's the no on DSI is very happy to continue studying this forever. And each of those studies is like a million dollars, right? And then the last thing is all the engineering. Who does the design and the engineering? And it's surprising that if you look at segment nine, which runs from the San Lorenzo Bridge to 17th Avenue, or segments 10 and 11 from 17th up to State Park Drive, whose name is all over those uh, design plans? MME. Now, Mark says he sold the business six or he's seven years. He said he was retired. Yeah, he sold the business six or seven years ago. Right. But he's been involved in this for 20 years. And so, you know, uh, I'm not saying uh, anything uh, is wrong with that. I'm just saying that one organization, uh, MME, is benefiting a lot from this. And they happen to be associated with uh, Mr. Messina. And they have brought that up. They haven't brought that up at all. Well, in a, in a segue to that, um, because I, 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 I look, I've been involved in this for a while because I do live on the corridor. You often come up as a big investor in the yes side. Yes. You know, I, uh, I obviously you've been involved go, since go. day one. But, you know, it's always like um, there's a little bit of like a, you have a cloak and dagger and a mask. <laughs> you know, but like I think, I think, no, I, think but I think I think both sides of a dog. And, have but a but dog my and point being is... Um, can you candidly say how much money you have involved in this currently so people know your oh, involvement? It, it's public. I, I mean, it, okay, so you, how much? You can go to the Form 460s that are listed on votescount.us, and I've given 25000 to this. Um, uh, the uh, couple of Mark Massidi Miller and Donna Murphy have given 50000 Dan and Jill Dion. So Mark, who was here two weeks ago, 
Yeah, fifty thousand okay, dollars. Okay, he and his wife. How much? Segue back. How much money each side do they have involved in this campaign? Um, according to the reports that were uh, are public uh, as of April twenty third, uh, the yes on D side has raised about four hundred and fifty thousand, and the no on D side has raised about two hundred fifty thousand. Um, is there a breakdown uh, or like who? Yes, yes. Who, who uh, can you, you can see it all. Uh, guy Kawasaki, for example, is our guy. Guy, uh, uh, guy is, if you're watching, is one of our sob. Is one. Of, uh, you look at the people that are behind. Yes, on D. I'll tell you, Guy Kawasaki, Julie Packard, Monterey Bay Aquarium, um, uh, myself, Miles Ryder, who's a, a fourth generation family with Driscolls, uh, Roland Rebelly. Big philanthropist. He in built town. the skate park in so and yep. uh, uh, He's got the uh, Rebel Roland and Pat Rebelly. Thank uh, you, Roland. Home yeah. <laughs> yeah. Homeless Center. Real community-oriented people that are involved, that have built things, that are doers in our community. Uh, if you look on the No on D side, fifty percent of the money has come from three couples. You know, uh, oh, how, how much? Uh, 128 of the 257 thousand they've raised from three and couples. Is, from three couples, 50 percent. Are couples one? Well, this they give as individual contributors, but that's saying. for tax purposes, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. What do you see? Okay, you guys, you win huh. the you win the election. What do you see? What's happening? What's gonna, what do you see uh, us sitting here in five years talking about? Well. Uh, what I hope is that we'll all be out riding our bikes and scooters and skateboards and everything else on a finished rail corridor. When uh, we first brought up the problems with the current plan in 2015, if people had listened, we could have that corridor today. We'd all be using it. Hmm. You know, instead we're still studying, spending money, uh, uh, wasting our time, and. What I hope is that since we, I mentioned that we started out one to 11 and then now when the uh, rail business plan was declined yeah. by the Regional Transportation Commission in April of last year, the vote was six to six, right? I think now potentially the vote could be seven to five in our favor. If we win the vote, I think that what it does, both options are being studied right now and what it does is it gives the RTC the courage and the political backing to go forward with what's mm. called the interim trail plan. That's what I'm hoping. Five years Can from I now, say my piece? Can I say what I think? Say your piece. I mean, I, I, you heard it before. You heard it. I, I, growing up in England, which I grew up in England, took a train. Get a glass of wine. From Brighton, from Brighton to Victoria Station when I worked in London every day. You know, there was a train every well, the express train was every hour. You knew, but there was an end game. There was an end game when I got to the station. I, uh, that's very important, is to have the end game. When you get to the station in Victoria, I could take the tube to where I'd make destination on Kings Road. If I the tube, if I could take a taxi, if I want to get there a little more direct, or I'd take a bus. If I miss the bus, there's one five minutes, five seconds behind it, or two, three minutes behind it. I had an end game to get to my destination. There's no end game. I don't see the end game here where you're getting, you dropped off in Capitola. Right. You drop off in Capitola at Jade Street Park, which what are they going to do? Level that and put, that's going to be a car park for cars next to your house? You could get dropped off in Capitola, but you're going to want to go to Cabrillo. That's, it's probably a mile and a half, two miles. 
Do you Uber that? Yes, that has to be an end game. I don't. It, I mean, Neil. as much as the cooperating goes on with all the, with all the politicians yeah. and the people who are putting money in, great. But for the for the common man, they want they want to use that train. There has to be an end game to get them to their destination. Of course, nurse, it does. A nurse has worked twelve hour shift at Dominican. Does not want to walk two miles to get a train. Right. You know. So much of this discuss discussion takes up the train. But as I said earlier, there is no train plan. There's no funding. There's no plan. There's no money for it. No. There's, there's a conceptual thing where people have put pins on a map to say this is where the, the train stations are. But like the one at 17th Avenue, oh, are you going to take over the Simpkins swimming parking lot? Right. Where, where, where they, are you just put, they just put a million-dollar field in there. Just put a million-dollar right. field in at, there. At Jade Street Park? Uh, 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 over the Capitola Bridge? There's no plan. There's no plan. And so there's no funding. There's no plan. But everyone wants to talk as if somehow in the future this billion-dollar train is supposedly going to appear in our midst. There is no plan. Kay. So I have another, another point. Guys are drinking too much wine. I see it, but I see I see a lot of uh, excuse us, folks, for having a good time. I see a lot of um, the west sides. They've done a rail trail over there, yes. where there's still tracks and a yeah. trail. Um, how wide is that corridor over there? I just questioning where I live on my corridor. It's a good. It's a good point. A lot of people on the west side think that the entire rail corridor looks like the west side, right? Remember? Is it wider over there than my yard? Because out my gate, it's so narrow. It is. Um, there's a difference between the physical corridor and what the actual right-of-way is, right? Mm -hmm. Over there, the difference between those two things is very minimal, right? So you've got the train tracks. There's no trees. Right. Uh, it's in a wide enough area. And if the entire corridor looked like that, as it does through farm fields up to Davenport, mm -hmm. we would have had no objection. We'd have a rail and trail. Right. But when you get south of the San Lorenzo River, as you know, right. you live near 41st, yeah. the corridor narrows and it gets very steep. There's lots of gullies, there's mm -hmm. lots of ravines, mm -hmm. there's lots of bridges. Uh, and so putting both in that situation for the next 20 miles is very, very difficult. Um, yeah, I just don't, and the, the problem I see personally uh, with some of the areas that are narrow is the train goes down the middle. Right. It wasn't offset. Yes. And and uh, in, in defense of no on D, is there any plans to move the track over? In some cases, uh, there are plans that the track would move over. The problem is, what kind of trail do we get at the end of that? The recent plans that have come out show the trail between six and a half feet mm. to twelve feet depending upon how wide the corridor is. Right. Imagine a six and a half foot trail. That's like a sidewalk, right? That's gnarly. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's a little tough. And so yeah. when you're talking about commuting, remember this trail is supposed to be for transportation too. Mm -hmm. We want to use it for commuting. We right. want to get people out of their cars. How are we going to get people out of their cars with a six and a half or an eight foot or a nine foot trail? I think it terribly diminishes and we've done studies on it by Alta Planning and Design that shows the width of the corridor and the separation of uses mm. between walkers and people on wheel traffic has a huge impact in how people use the corridor and how many people use the Can corridor. Can I just say something real quick? Now? I want to say something too. Okay, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. We've had a lot of politicians on the show. 
Many. Mayors, uh, uh, senators, senators, congressmen, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. supervisors. Yeah. You know, and you said today yeah. this, this, count, this county is a poor county, yeah. right? How are we, where are we getting all this money? The homelessness situation, right? They, there's no money for that. The, the, our mayor said to us, sat there and said to us, hey, there's Neil, no money. Neil, I, I'd love to help. Uh, this is Santa Cruz mayor, Donna Myers, oh, said yeah. right there in your chair, we got no dough. We don't have any money for the, for the, for the homeless. That's a big well, problem. This, this is a yeah. big problem here. God where forbid we the money? you drive where's a this come? Where's this? Where's this money? Where's this? I have no idea where this money is going to come from. Are they going to say fe federal, state? No. There's a preference. Private investors? Neil, there's a preference for ideological rhetoric over getting things done. I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking, we have $235 million of deferred road maintenance. We have a metro system which is has antiquated buses and is now running a deficit this fiscal year. Um, we have a homeless problem. We have an affordable housing problem. Right. Uh, w you can go on down <coughs> the list, right. right? And yet, we can't seem to uh, prioritize in a way that says, here are the top two or three priorities that we need to solve as a community. We keep talking about wanting to do everything when we don't have the budget to do everything. It's just shining stars. It's just, yeah. it, right? it just doesn't. And everyone gets yeah. mad at me because I'm like the guy taking the punch bowl away from the table. <laughs> it's like, well, do we want to get something done or don't we? Right. Can I say my piece right now? Yeah. You're up. You're, on, you're up, well, TC. No, well, because I just trip out on something because I'm afraid. Uh, not I feel like we're dealing with the, wild, the movie The Wild Wild West on some like roaring camp. Uh, days of thunder kind of uh, you know like it's like days of thunder. crazy thing going there's 40 electric vehicles for sale different vehicles in the US right now 40 different models of electric 100% vehicles for sale in America um, last night I saw there's an electric bicycle that has a hundred mile range under $1,500 oh. um, uh, there's legitimate flying fucking cars right now. Um, <laughs> Teslas drive themselves. Right. What? We're gonna drive a goddamn train. We're gonna have rows of like. By the time it's by the time it's by the self-driving helicopters and well, shit coming that, up. Well, that's that's the whole point, uh, Terry. Is that uh, you know, like talking about this where there's no plan for. 25 years into the future when technology is changing as quickly as it is right it seems crazy like let's do something for the next 20 years that's benefit let's get the the technological wins behind our sales so that we can push forward not backward can i can i mention last night's guest last night's guest dr doug hetzler oh the man okay. the myth the legend did you talk to him last night yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he's yeah, a yeah, big yes on d support right. oh, he's a great guy he sat he's there. The, he's the surf doctor. Yeah, he's the surf beer doctor. He sat there and he goes, Neil, end of the show, and he goes, Neil, I just want to, Neil, I want to say one thing. He goes about the Measure D. I just want you to say one thing. He goes, California coastline is pristine. Let's keep it that way. That's what he said. Oh. Remember that? Yeah, no, no, no. yeah. By he, the way, he's a hero of mine. He Totally, fix you your ear. What came out of his ear? Like, <laughs> wasn't pretty. I put it on my social media. Sorry, yeah. I scared everybody. <laughs> Doug yeah. Hetzler is no, a he huge. He's a huge Yes on D supporter. He works with all the surfers, and um, actually, there's over 210 doctors and medical professionals that have endorsed Yes on D. So, in 16 years, um, if if we lose this, and they actually um, rob I don't know who Putin to build this thing. Uh, if they build it, um, they won't. sanctions, 
They won't. But if they do, how much would it cost to ride it? You know, is it are you going to save money from your electric car or your electric scooter or your uh, the Joby uh, you, uh, Uber that flies you in a heli- personal helicopter to work? I don't get it. The the studies have said that it's four dollars and fifty cents. That you know is just like a place placeholder daily each way. So nine dollars, but the bus fare for a round trip bus is only three dollars. So it's a third. So someone's going to pay um, three, three times as much right, for the in order to ride the train and then have a first mile, last mile problem, right. waiting, parking, right. Uber, right. taxi, right. Sh- a shuttle van, uh, metro, right. yeah, whatever. Uh, so it just doesn't oh. make sense. You know, it's a, um, I love elections because you know, there's hindsight to them. <laughs> You know, it's so amazing. Yeah. Because we are going to have a hindsight moment with sure. like this, you know. And uh, and I, we, we don't know. It's it's close, right? Yes. Can you admit that? I think it's close. Yeah. You feel that way? You, yes. I and mean, you've gone, I mean, literally like block by block. It's close. Right. Uh, do, you have, do you feel good? I feel very good about our chances. I think that there's a lot of quiet people out there waiting to express their opinion. Uh, this uh, and they, they've seen and they know, unlike TC, they know not to do it on social media. Right. <laughs> unlike Big Cheese over here, who <laughs> doesn't give a shit. I literally, I think one guy, actually, he, I think he threatened me. Because yeah. <laughs> I, like, chimed in. We, I said something like, I want to have a garage door, and a, I want to ride my bike out. My, You're a goddamn fucking land-grabbing mother son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I was like, I just live on the train track. I just want to ride my bike out it. We found out in the first district supervisor election that the social media vitriol is really not representative of the people. And, um, and when the results came in, we were also surprised how, by how much uh, Manu had won. So I'm hopeful yeah. that, that there are a lot of people that, are, that have common sense. Uh, there's a lot of Democrats that have common sense. You know, we're all basically lifelong Democrats. And you know, the Democratic Party and others are for the other side. But what what we're trying to do is actually make progress and do something that will benefit everyone in the community. And I think when people sit back and look at the waste, the time delays, uh, the practicality of what is being proposed by each side, I think that they're going to vote yes on D. Yeah. Can you tell me right now, because it's uh, – I'm, I'm – Everybody says each side is lying. Can you honestly <laughs> tell me? I, I want because I know sure. you, I know you're honorable, yeah. successful. You didn't get there by being a liar. It, no, that doesn't how it works. No. Is there a percentage of how much of your campaign is not true? Can you? Our campaign has been completely positive. You go out, look at our signs. What do our signs have? They have people riding bikes, walking, having fun. Uh, being with their families, right? What does the other side say? No! Right? And sometimes the signs are right next to each other, and I'm like, geez, this is interesting. They don't want kids to ride their bikes to school. That's what they're saying. No! Right? We have a, a science teacher at uh, New Brighton Middle School. His name is Dean Cutter. Do you know Dean? I know Dean, yeah. You know Dean? Yeah, yeah, my kids went there. Right. Yeah. He's been walking around with his backpack with a big... Yes on D sign. I saw him the other day. Did yeah. you see yeah, him? Yeah, I saw him on, I saw him on <laughs> 7th right. Avenue, too. I'm, I did a double take. I'm like, who the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that Dean? I saw me stiff drive. Yeah. Parading up and down. Yeah. 
He says, yeah. I've been walking all over. People, just to engage people, have people ask me, what's going on? He says, do you know how many of our kids don't ride their bikes to school anymore? Can I stop you Talk right about now? No, I, you're I, right. No, no. no, you're right. I honestly want to stop just this very second, because here's why. I live in Pleasure Point, yep. Opal Cliffs specifically. Yep. Opal Cliffs Drive, which goes from East Cliff with a beautiful bike path. Yep. Opal Cliffs Drive goes to Capitola Village. Yes. No sidewalks, period. I live in the Opal Cliffs neighborhood. None of our streets have sidewalks. If there's a sidewalk on the rail corridor that takes us to 41st Avenue, it could take you down the sidewalks here to Pleasure Point and the East Cliff bike lane. Think about moms with strollers. Just saying that. Yeah. Totally. And I, and I don't, and you, if you can please tell the viewers, is there enough room for a train and bike pass? Not where you live, it's not. And through there, that corridor? I mean, <laughs> that's a question where you say, how much engineering and cost do you want, right? So, for example, when it goes through down by, um, uh, uh, you know, basically Twin Lakes and uh, Schwan Lake, Mm -hmm. and it goes through that area behind that nice park near Simpkins. Right. There's areas there where uh, you have to build one of these floating viaducts. Uh, on the west side at California Street, they're going to build a 20-foot high retaining wall because they have to blast out a lot of the granite that's right there on Bay Street, you know, yeah. oh where right. the water treatment plant is, right. in order to make enough room. So the question is, like, how much expense and cost does this community want to endure? How many heritage trees need to be cut? You know all the, oh. the trees that are right along um, the, the climbing gym that's there at Seabright? Right. There's but a lot of uh, uh, heritage oaks right there. Those will all be gone. So, you know, our view is that if this thing isn't even possible for 25 or 30 years a train, why would you destroy the corridor now? Why don't we build something that we can use rail bank the corridor so that we preserve future transit options on the corridor and use it for the next 25 or 30 years. Could there be driverless um, uh, rickshaws going up and down that thing? <laughs> yes. Just saying. Yes. Because I mean, I mean, Google's got driverless cars that are sure. probably safer than teenage girls on cell phones. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, they exist in India already. No, it's the e future. E-rickshaws. E e-rickshaw? Yeah, the, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the future is changing so fast. Right. Um, my friend saw the uh, the weird, um, what are those things, the drone with the, the Sobe, right? Or right. what is it called? The Joby. Joby. Joby yeah. Aviation. My friend saw a Joby flying. Yeah. Well, that's reality. And that's all solar powered. Powered. Is that the next? Is that is that more important to our future than a train? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Look, there's going to be all forms of... Uh, E modalities coming. We see it every day. You know, uh, <coughs> software is invading basically everything that we use in our daily lives. And I think that uh, the technology, you know, Tesla got in front, but, you know, GM and Ford right. and Volkswagen and everyone else have basically thrown caution to the wind. They're saying, we're going to be an entirely E company by you know, 2030 or whatever, yeah. 2025. So it's coming rapidly. You've seen the progression of, of e-bikes. You mentioned um, $1,500, I think you said, for 100-mile range. Mile range. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just going to keep getting better. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And, you know, you can buy an e-bike now for less than $1,000, and it's dropping. I would rather put the money into 
uh, e-bike loans for low-income uh, residents of our community. Yeah. Imagine we could do like mm -hmm. 200 million of e-bike loans and give everybody in the in the community an e-bike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's best we need money's that's money that's money's well spent right there. Yeah. We would be so much better off thinking differently about right. the opportunities in front of us. Larry Page owns a house, literally a third of a mile from the rail corridor. It'd be crazy for somebody like Larry Page not to say, I'm going to do this too, to create a new vision for the world, right. like some of the other very wealthy humans who want to give back. We could be at the forefront of that. We're 30 minutes from Silicon Valley. We're in a town who cares. Is there a future, do you see that as well, of like somebody huge, huge, saying we're going to adopt this to make it a map for the world? Oh, boy, I'd like to see more of that. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have, I'm not going to say it right now, but we're going to have an announcement uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, you'll Hang on. Oh, 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 <laughs> tomorrow morning? Complete bullshit. No. You can't. You, you can't, can't do that. You can't, can't do that. First you off, can't dangle right that carrot. keyboard jockeys are like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give us a teaser. Uh, you will see some luminaries in Santa Cruz endorsing Yes on D tomorrow morning. Okay. All right. Well luminaries. Luminaries. And, uh, <laughs> people that are very well recognized in Santa so Cruz County really? so endorsing Yes and on D. And more so than Guy Kawasaki. Even more than Guy. Well, some right. of even more. <laughs> oh, hang on. And that's pretty hard to get. Yeah. And Guy is a great wow. supporter. Thank you, Guy, for uh, endorsing Yes on D. Okay, so um, what time is that going to be? Was that going to be on the news or is that nine a.m. tomorrow morning? Where, where have we? Uh, where, where can we get? Where? Yeah. where at? Uh, there'll be a press release. I'll press send it. I'll send it to you guys yeah. personally. <laughs> well, Mark wants to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it real? Is it? It's real. You can't tease us like that. I got it. You know, it's. You you got it. that. Sorry. I'm going to send it to you guys at at eight forty-five. <laughs> okay, so we're going to break it. We'll break You'll it. Early. Early. You'll break it. You'll break it early. So on the off lip. Uh, website, well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no breaking it. I just want to say, um, I want to congratulate you because uh, you're successful. Uh, you didn't have to do this. Nope. You could totally be on a catamaran in Fiji right now, having a great time. Sounds um, wonderful. So, the fact that you care about your community enough to fuck up your retirement, I congratulate you for that. Because mm. uh, win or lose, the winners try. Yeah. You know, people who just keyboard jockey and talk shit about it i don't appreciate that yeah i, I appreciate but people who make an effort and i want to congratulate you that because i know you have had people probably see you in the grocery store and, and said negative things right well no right. i've never had that happen uh in the grocery store but certainly on social media but um you know it's not just about me it's about our grassroots movement you know we started with nothing eight years ago and slowly it, it kept growing and growing and growing and growing it was an accident yeah. and uh i used to have a friends of the rail and trail sticker on my car and i can tell you there are lots of people like me who have looked at the data and have switched sides and i hope the people that are listening to this will actually and look at the actual okay, data where can people go look at that data tonight yeah. people watching the show where can they go look at that data at you can go to the yes uh, greenway.org website and you can see our campaign website but an even richer source is to go to scc santa cruz county greenway.org which is the site that we've had for uh, seven years or so and there is voluminous information on there about lots of things that I've talked about today all the data most people don't want to gig out 
you know, completely on this topic. But if you are someone that really wants to look for the data, go to secgreenway.org and you'll find a voluminous amount of data that supports what we're talking about. And at 8.45 tomorrow morning, you're going to look on the off Radio Show Facebook page. Big news. Or Santa Cruz Waste Facebook page with a big big luminary announcement. Luminary. Luminary. I I love uh, how important this is to our community. Like there has... I, I remember wing spread. I don't know if you remember. Oh wing spread. yeah, yeah. Wing spread. When I was a younger, I I got involved in like age nineteen. I hung an anti wing spread thing. Ooh. Yeah, uh, very yeah. early. But um, I love when there's issues in our town that make people pay attention. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. It definitely. You is. know, and whether you're for it or against it, what I love is people are paying attention. Yeah. And when you pay attention to your community, you become a community member. Whether yeah, but you know what, TC, you know, yeah. TC, I, I, mean, you can, I totally you can, agree yeah, with you, That's so important. But yeah. you can pay attention without slinging mud. Well, it's I don't, not, no, you don't no, no, no. The <laughs> slinging mud is emotional. So it's okay. It's not bad. Yeah. It sucks yeah. when you're at the end of it. But the, my point being is if you're, if you're paying enough attention to take a side, you become involved in your community. And I feel like that's important. And lose graciously, win with, you know, hum, humility. Yep. But uh, enjoy the ride right. because it, we need – I take it – I don't want to quote Hillary, but it, literally we're a small town. It's a village. Mm-hmm. we got to look out for each other. Exactly. You know? And, you know, a lot of the people that are on opposing sides on this, we've got to uh, learn how to communicate more effectively so that those that are in political power listen to people who don't have power, right? And, and I think that's the lesson of this campaign and why it's – increased to this level is that uh, when people gave legitimate feedback on a plan that was unrealistic and unfundable, they were told to go away. And slowly that grew and grew and grew and grew until it's the size that Greenway is today, where there's a lot of people that just said, you know, we were shunned, we weren't listened to, the legitimate feedback we gave which could have resulted right. in a compromise plan right. and avoided all this, was not done. Yeah. And so I think that's a lesson for all of us going forward that we need to listen to people who have different points of view and incorporate that feedback into our plans. Yeah. Very nice. Um, one more thing. I know you uh, help out Cabrillo College. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe prop, give a prop to, to Cabrillo for this? I love like Cabrillo, yeah. I mean, You've helped out a bunch of students there over the years. Cabrillo is a place where people's no. dreams come true, you know? I mean, uh, it's our first stop for college, and we support uh, first-generation students that are uh, getting their education there, and we're very proud of the work that we do there. Uh, I think, you know, Cabrillo is a loved institution in this area. I went there for oh. seven, uh, seven years. Seven years! <laughs> I had my own park. I literally had... No, I, no. I had my own parking spot, just <laughs> so you know. No, I Yeah, did. but the problem is his classroom yeah. overlooked us over. As soon as, the south, <laughs> as, soon as there was a south swell, <laughs> no, he's gone. Yeah, it yeah, sucks. <laughs> First off, if you're a surfer and you go to Cabrillo, don't have it overlook the ocean. Right, you know? right. I was yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I see lines. <laughs> no, yeah. it's true that Cabrillo is a great institution for so many people, and now they're working so closely with both UCSC and CSUMB so that the students can matriculate to those yeah. four-year universities. It's great, and uh, we're very lucky well, to have it. In congratulations our to Angela, my, my yeah. friend Angela. Mm-hmm. My daughter went to Cabri- went to Cabrillo. 
and then went to Berkeley, and mm-hmm. tomorrow she's graduating from Berkeley. Hey. Oh, so right that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know Isn't that cool? That, yeah, it's cool, huh? You know, it, yeah. times are tough. Here in Santa Cruz, we know we have the highest rent in, I think, the country right now. Mm-hmm. I think we just have won that. Yeah. And uh, for families to raise uh, children here, I mean, thank God for Cabrillo. Yeah. They're both working. It's, we're trying to struggle to be here, and uh, Cabrillo is a huge asset. Bud, I want to thank you for being here. Okay, Terry, it's yeah. been a, it's been a pleasure. I really like hanging out with you um, and Neil. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, I hope to come back sometime. Well, uh, <laughs> win with humility, lose being very gracious, right? Yep. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, we'll see. We'll see what the people want. That's right. People, whatever you want. Just all I can say please is, vote. please vote. Yeah, vote. I voted yesterday. And uh, please vote because you can't complain unless you vote. And uh, Bud Colgan, thank you for being here tonight. Thank I you appreciate very much, it. Jared. Yeah. All right. Um, th- uh, Measure thanks, D. Thanks, Neil. Measure D is big in Santa Cruz. And uh, Neil, thanks for you know. I feel like we gave a great forum yeah. to both to both sides. And um, I want to thank T Fox for allowing us to share this on yep. Santa Cruz Waves. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, next week, what do we got? We got Amy. <laughs> oh, <no>. Shameless sex. <laughs> Damn it. Amy and her partner. Her name escaped me right now. Well, but damn it. I got to lie to my wife and tell her we're going to do a band. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we'll see everybody next week on the Off Lip Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Offlipradio.com. Boom. <laughs>